welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody, to the 90s Mixtapes. My name is Pat, joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hello. And we are back. It is September, Jen. How did that happen? Where did we go? We went on too many vacations. We did too much work, too much summering, I would say, right? It, we summered too hard? When, when you think about, even as a kid, when you think about the seasons, you know what I used to think of September? Apples and new backpacks? I was going to say the word, the word being cozy. It's always nice and cozy, mm. right? The weather changed a little crisp. I was going to say, Get I think of the word crisp. Crisp. I'll take that. I'll take that. Because mm. I feel like the winter, what I always think about is just wet. Right? Because when you're in... See, some people would think that like... It depends on where you are, right? It's so regional. But even 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 like we live in, in the southern areas now, even now, because like you go outside and it's still like, like it's like just... You step on the ground and your feet just get wet. I always think of just wet feet. That's what I always think of, like my feet being wet. Nothing's worse than a wet Wet socks. socks. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like in the winter when you're wearing boots, so you have to wear like bigger socks. So they're like heavy tube socks. And then you're like, oh, I got wet tubes. It's just like the worst. The bottom of my feet right now are pruning, thinking about it. Is that what you call that? Do you call that pruning? What, like when you're in water too? I think yeah. when you're in water too long and, and your skin starts to shrivel and you, you have little pruning? raisin fingers. Yeah, I always call that pruning. Is that what it's called? I think so, yeah. I don't know. Maybe if anybody else knows. Yeah, shout, like you say like, oh, I'm pruning. Yeah. I don't think so. But, but I don't know if that's what it's called if your feet are cold or wet. I mean, your no, no, feet no, would I have mean, to be mad My wet. feet would prune. Yeah, yeah. But that, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes by the end of a work day, I'll pull them out. And yeah, like, <sighs> really? Yeah. Oh, you should. You should keep like, fresh socks in I your do. car. I do. Like, and sometimes I forget to replenish. You gotta keep like a whole pack of them bitches in there. Hundred percent, especially the tubes. Like I said, because sometimes when you're wearing those those work boots, the tubes. You yeah, you need the tube socks. But oh, you know what I remember? What do you remember? Wearing tube socks and then scrunching them down and turn them into scrunchy socks. I wonder if that's gonna come back in style because everything is coming back around from when we were kids. It's true. I hope not, though. I really didn't like tube socks. Way too heavy. But they're like not, they weren't really for men. They were like, it was like a girl's fashion. Like girls would wear like leggings with like tube socks scrunched. Live your life. I'm not mad. They would sell special like scrunchy socks. You know what I am mad about? No. I'm mad about the fact that that we, that we, that we missed a week. Oh. Or two. I don't think missing time matters when your podcast really is uh, kind of focused on just honing it on the month. So I'm glad we're in. September, talking about music of September. I'm mad that, uh, I'm mad that we're going to be going down this Michael Jackson rabbit hole now for the Um, next few months with music. It's tough. We talked about his music before, um, but the lawsuits are going to start coming. mm -hmm. And this is what I remember about Michael Jackson versus, you know, the artist versus the man, shall we say. Uh, it's going to be tough. But we are covering music releases of September 93 right now. As you know, we always like to go back 30 years, focus on four different categories. Sometimes we double up, as we did over the summer, just to kind of catch up, where we did a little TV and potpourri. But now we're going to have to go back to the potpourri and TV. We're being lazy boneses. We're not really lazy boneses, but we were being on summer vacation. busy bees. People on summer vacation. And we were summering. And now, like I said, it's time to enjoy that crisp air. I think this house is now filled with all the pumpkin things. You've just what? purchased all the pumpkin things. The, we were 
we're just getting started with the pumpkin things. Pumpkins and pumpkin themed things are relevant until like early December. It's accurate. Once you're in December, then you got to start to get into the Christmassy type. Thing. I mean, there's always a, a like crossover too. Well, they'll there will be like a Christmas tree, and there's still pumpkins hanging on. You're like, I guess we can't throw out this little pumpkin. He's fine. You, you know, know. You know, in years past, the seasons went. I feel like they always go quick. I'm really hoping that this year I can savor this fall season. I'll leave it there. Hopefully, we can savor this this crisp weather and enjoy it because all of a sudden it is just Christmas. Yeah. Christmas creeps. I mean, Christmas basically starts at, uh, you know, 630 on Thanksgiving at this point. So I mean, we're also we'll like in the South now. So the word crisp might be a little bit less accurate than it was when we lived in the Northeast. I mean, it's still cooler and the humidity has broken and it's amazing. And then when that little breeze comes through, you get that oh, crisp, like you feel a little like that's it. That's gorgeous. Crisp. That's it's crisp to me. It's when that summer heat. But crisp is gone. as a child was like windbreaker because that's what was popular back in the 90s but a windbreaker and like listen if you we know. if i go outside now we're, we're recording this at 7 20 in the evening if i go outside in an hour i probably need a windbreaker sun will be down i mean don't threaten me with a starter jacket right now they're coming back i don't know i think that's more of a you problem than the outside really requiring oh maybe i think it's gonna get down to the 50s tonight or the Sometimes high I'm... high 50s low 60s crisp wow we just talked about the weather for like six minutes uh, well, we talked about the feels because we're getting into our fall season. And in our fall season, we're going to be covering a lot of TV shows that are just premiering, which will be a little bit different for us because it's our first lap around the sun here uh, in the 90s. So we will be uh, going to some pilots, discussing maybe a spooky show called The X-Files is going to be around for the 90s. Uh, we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of different shows. Potpourri, we're going to get into, as we always do, wild, weird, wacky news stories, blimps. No, I think there's more blimps. I can always get into a story about gonna, a blimp. And we're going to be getting to, you know, close to our end of the year check-in. We're getting to December check-ins of all the things we talked about all year. But for now, like I said, let's dive into this music. So, a couple big music stories that we had happen. Um, September 2nd, I believe I, I mentioned this when we were talking about it. You said Snoop Dogg. You were like, hey, Snoop Dogg and his bodyguard were charged with the August 25th murder of a 25, of a 20-year-old gang member. And I was like, yeah, did he do a song like Murder Was the Case of the Gaming? <laughs> I'm he, pretty sure that, that was related to this. I'm not 100%. Snoop, if you want to um, confirm, that would be great. Because we know Snoop. Snoop, I, avid, know I know you're listening. Avid listener. I know you're listening. Biggest fan. Oh I my God, that. could you imagine? That'd be phenomenal. September 14th. The civil lawsuit is filed against Michael Jackson by 13-year-old Jordan Chandler and his parents accusing the singer of sexually abusing the boy over the course of their friendship. So that's tough. That one is tough. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I remember in the... Not really thinking much about it back then. Or maybe just thinking that they were lying or something. And then now we know way better. Well, we watched that Oprah Winfrey interview before. And I, I vaguely remember seeing that as a kid, I feel like. Or like some sort of highlight of it or some sort of something of it. And that, again, because I remember him like dancing on the stage that he had there. The Neverland Ranch. Like, that, I remember that. Th- thinking about watching that now, months later, feels like that was a fever dream. Mm-hmm. Right? 
Yeah. That was fucking wild. It was insane. It was wild. It was absolutely insane. And like, here we are now and you're like, okay, well. I kind of want to watch it again. It would be good to watch in October because it's wonderfully Halloween themed. It just feels like, <laughs> right? Is that is that too dark? I don't know. It's all way too dark. The whole thing is way too dark because I mean, we kind of know where this all ends or where this goes, you know, later on. No, that's and, true. And that's true. It was, it was messed up. And we'll be talking about it. So, weird. I mean, this is kind of the real... This is when it all kind of starts. Because I remember that, you know, again, I remember the black and white album. I remember the black and white tour. I remember all that stuff. You remember I, doing Heal the World with sign language and chorus as a child? We talked about this. I do not. Okay. Uh, but I do remember my parents kind of being like, you know, hey, Michael Jackson, not really a thing I want you to get into. Because they felt strongly that he probably... Um, some of the charges may have been accurate. I don't know. But like, Okay. Did they think you were going to f- make your way to Neverland Ranch? Like, I think that... I mean, I guess I get it. I get it. I think that if a person... You know, I think of my man, R. Kelly. And I think about the experiences and times that I've had you with really R. Kelly's music. You really want to call him music. your man? No, I, as a, yeah. Yeah, as a joke. I get it. I get it. Yeah, but I'm saying I, I think about R. Kelly. And I think about the music. And I think about, you know, in the closet and... Listening to all those, you know, watching all those YouTube clips and listening to that whole album, listening to some, you know, Ignition, all these other songs. You think about it and go, well, I can't like undo the past that I had with this person and their music, except like the person was, you know, obviously now they're in jail. So you're like, there's nothing you can say. Like, I lived through it. So I could understand the idea that if my parents were like, yeah, I know what Thriller is and I know what all those things are, but like this guy did this thing, like I'm just not going to expose it. It almost like I feel like no, a it makes good sense. thing. Because then you maybe didn't have this whole attachment where then you got to kind of stand up and be like, hey, uh, I love all these things. Like, don't get me wrong. Thriller's awesome. Thriller's awesome. I did not see Thriller until I went to college because my parents, like, sheltered me from Michael Jackson. Like, I did not see that video. I didn't like Thriller when I was a kid. I didn't get it. I didn't like spooky stuff. So I was like, meh. I did like bad. I liked, like, 80s Michael Jackson, like, okay. bad and... um. What was the one that was also like that song? Beat It? Yes. That's like, I also like <laughs> yes. 80s Madonna. Like, I feel like I put them in the same compartment in my brain. Like, fair. Material Girl and Bad are hanging out together. Um, I'm starting to wonder, though, if the songs we sang in chorus were like a bad omen because we also did Fly. By your man, R. Kelly. It's true fly. And that yeah. song, to this day, will get stuck in my head and I cannot get it out because we sang it. Yeah, it's wild. It's, there's yeah, just, there's just these songs where you're like, you know, what, what what do you do? It's not like we didn't do that in school, right? Like you said, you did it in school. It's not like you didn't do it. Right, well, I mean, they had you no idea, back, had no idea back then. And I mean, they're still brilliant songwriters and that's the fucked up part, right? And I, we could get into a whole... Th- that's discussion what about what the person and what, the music. Yeah, like what art you cancel, what art you don't cancel, how good it has to be, how influential. I think we've talked about it before, but we have because the, I'm sure we will again. Jackson, yeah, but because not it's, today. it's it's difficult to kind of parse it out because when you're listening just to the music and you listen to the albums, you know, like we listened to a couple albums, you know, this week. I mean, you know, including Nirvana, where you're just like. Do I t- do I rate this based now on how I feel about it now, or you know how I feel, or how I kind of have to feel about it? Like I was thinking in the car, you know, um, I was listening to Blind Melon Snow Rain, 
And so I'm thinking to that song, I'm thinking about that song, and I'm thinking, man, Shannon Hoon, like, such a great song. And, you know, you, you could say One Hit Wonder, you could say whatever if you want to. I was thinking about the video, thinking about the song. Think about how even, like, 30 years later, it just resonates, right? It's a great song. I'm pretty sure it's, like, 30 years later. Like, didn't we there. listen to that album? I think so. And I've enjoyed that yeah. album, and I've heard it many times. And I'm like, oh, because I'm thinking about it in context this month we listened to Counting Crows. And just thinking about the whole thing, and I'm like, you know, if that guy had more music, would I think about it differently? Like, how would that music have went, you know? Like, unfortunately, he died. Tragically. You know, similar, again, to Kurt Cobain, which we've talked about that, you know, many times. Where I totally enjoy Nirvana and enjoy what it was but who knows what other music he would have created yeah and that's what you always go back to to be like well then when you get that whole body of work who knows what you end up having so again how do you unplug the person and the mythology around a person with the actual um the art that they end up creating and leaving I mean that's that's all you get it's the art that they have well back to timelines here September 20th of 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 September of September. I was just going to say, September 20th, <laughs> Depeche Mode becomes among the earliest bands to go on the internet and interact on an answer session on what platform, Jen? Is it AOL? It is AOL. Nice. Sunny is going to be the most downloaded woman on AOL, apparently, oh. in a year or two. WWE. Deep cut. Deep cut. I mean, you're, you're jumping around. Jumping around. Because I think about it now. Yeah, I think that was like 96 or 95. I think about how that is a metric that is measurable at a certain time period, because like I was listening to another podcast and they were talking. A lot of the podcasts I listen to, a lot of a lot of the podcasters, they may have someone like let's say our age or a couple people our age, and they might have younger people, maybe 15, 20 years younger, that are on there. And when they were talking, they were talking about like how the internet worked before. And in order to get on the internet, you had to have like a dial-up connection. So it went through the phone, and then you had to have like a platform to log onto the internet, right? So you had to have like AOL had to be on your computer to do it. So they had to send you a disc for a free trial to do AOL. So it's like, of course they could measure exactly what you were doing because they were gatekeeping the internet from you. You couldn't get on without them. And at the end of the day, we never knew any better. Like all of a sudden something opens on your homepage, like, oh, this story was read by 2 million people, right? Because you just put it there and I had to see it. It was the only way I can get on the internet. You're like, I just think about how, like, easy that all was in the beginning. How, like, it, it, like you need an AOL CD. You put it in. Now you have access to AOL for 30 minutes or whatever it was, and then you had to pay for whatever you had to pay per month. Remember that? Yeah, but we paid for it, so I think we just did that one time, and then... I understand, but... But my, yes, I remember there was But my desk. whole point is when you log in, you're just on the AOL, and you're waiting for the guy to come. The... And then you're there. and that, But now it's like, when I think about, like, I, yeah, I, I use an iPhone, so I'm always on Safari when I go on, but there's no, like, it just goes, it defaults to, like, the Google homepage. It doesn't even do anything. The Google. It just, you remember the old homepages where it would just default to, like, 25, it would just be downloading 25 different news stories, the weather, like, on the AOL homepage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, this was viewed by X amount of people. Right. How many people, how many people logged in? You know, 100,000 people logged in, so then all those people saw the story. You, If you guys could see what Jen looks like, she's completely unamused. She's like, <laughs> I have left this conversation a circle and a half ago. You said AOL, I answered AOL, can we keep moving? <laughs> <laughs> September 25th, Madonna started the girly show world tour in London, England. Mm. And went to certain countries for the first time, Brazil, 
Argentina, Israel, Turkey, Puerto Rico, Mexico, and Australia. Cool. And Don't fi- cry for me, Argentina. And finally, I had uh, <laughs> on here, at least on the Wikipedia entry, the September 30th through October 2nd, the Abu Gosh Vocal Music Fest was held. Where is that? Featuring music of Jewish, Christian, and Muslim cultural traditions. And a performance by Handel's Messiah. By the Ave Soul Choir from Riga. And the Riovat Camarada Orchestra. Directed by Abner Byron. There it is. A music festival. September 30th. Because... <laughs> I mean, at least I know from where we grew up, there was uh, a good Jewish, good amount of Jewish people, and now I think there's also a good amount of Muslim people. But I know, like right now, I think it's Rosh Hashanah or something. Right now, like I know, it's yeah, a lot it's, of high I think holy it started last time night. of year, mm-hmm. so I can understand how that could all work. Yeah, I was just thinking that too when you said that. I'm like, oh yeah, Rosh Hashanah started yesterday. Did you see any other big stories? Those are kind of the stories I saw. I mean, I mailed it in a little with my research. Uh, but... No, I mailed it in completely. I. Saw the one about Michael Jackson. Well, to get into some albums, a lot of albums released this month. There, there were. There are so many, and we're not going to get to all of them. And uh, there was a Cure. There was the Cure show, which was a a live album. Yeah, but you don't have to talk about every album. I mean, you can. I'm sorry. I mean. I listened to it. That was good. Oh, you did? Yeah, I also. Listened Why didn't to... you put it on the playlist? Because I, I, because I thought it would just be, you know, <laughs> we would listen to the things that we were going to talk about, right? I also listened to, you know, or looked up Prince the B sides and the hits. That's... I do love the Cure, though. Yeah. I feel I feel like um, betrayed almost. I'm just kidding. I really don't. I mean, I just instead like... of the live album. <laughs> uh, did you listen to the Bad Religion album? Recipe for eight? No, but I was going to. <laughs> Did you listen to Duff McKagan's Believe in Me? I, I don't even know what that is. Um, no. Did you listen to Rick Astley's Body and Soul? I listened to what you put on the on our shared playlist. Okay. Okay? All right? All right. I mean, I'm going to tell you that I didn't listen to those other albums either. I'm just looking at some of the albums that came out and just kind of saying them to you. Um, did you listen to the police message in a bottle or message in a box to complete recording? I mean, that's just like a police. I feel like you're asking me questions that you already know the answers to. There's a band called Anal Cunt. Yes. I said that to you the other day. I was like, oh, Anal Cunt. But yeah, I mean. Reincore band? I've heard of them. Okay. Did you listen to Anal Cunt's album? No. No. I think their name is just so shocking that like, you know, uh, of course back in the day kids were like, I got the Anal Cunt album, you know. I mean, yeah, that's that's a vibe, guys. Uh, way to go. A KRS-One album. And I think we talked about that we're going to kind of go into a, there's a Donovan album, too. Sepultura album. Mm-hmm. But I think we talked about, we're going to talk about um, They're All Gonna Laugh at You, Adam Sandler's comedy album, which I remember owning that album. Oh, you did? I did. Ooh. I had it on tape. Somebody had it, made me a copy. I don't even remember how I got it, but I had it on tape. Maybe I bought it on tape. I don't know. But I remember having it. Because I remember, I think he's got like a lunch lady thing on there. And I think he's got something else. But I remember having this album. I remember liking the album. And I, I also, I think this was like the first comedy album that I'd kind of heard. So I didn't really understand it that well. I feel like I was 
I know someone that had it, I think. I know I think of, I'm pretty sure I heard it, but I didn't own it. And I think I was confused by the whole idea, too. Until then, like, the, um, the Jerky Boys, I think, or what. Jerky um, Boys. Really introduced but, me to that kind of thing. But the thing about the Jerky Boys that was different is obviously they're just kind of recording their calls. That's really jerky, you know? Yeah. I yeah, love no. the Jerky Boys. That is, like... So about old... things that did not age well. I wouldn't even say so much it didn't age well. Because there are probably a lot of skits that they did, or a lot of calls that they made that were probably, like, weren't as bad. I mean, they were funny. But Some, they of, them were Some, of, Some them of them were bad. Some of them were bad. Some of them were bad. Like, I remember Tarbosh the Egyptian Magician was pretty bad. <laughs> That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. But, I mean, I think some of them, you know, when they're just... No, you're right. Probably most of them were bad. But it was comedy. I'm not saying it wasn't hilarious back then. I'm not it saying was very that. Funny. Because the idea, you know, again, this is this is one of those things that you could, uh, you know, if you're talking to a younger audience, the idea, like right now, if your phone rings, it's going to be one of probably six people. Mm-hmm. One of two of your close friends calling you, right? Because most people probably have like two really close friends that call them, right? That they'll actually talk to them on the phone versus like text. Yeah, I don't, a lot even, of have, text. I don't even have that many. Right. <laughs> Well, you, you have a couple that I think about the top of my head that would call that might call you, right? Yeah. Your parents, right? Uh-huh. They're gonna call you. Sure are. Maybe an employer, like a boss or somebody, might call you, right? Mm-hmm. To looking for you or to talk to you. Unless you work for the company I work for, in which case they just email you, which is no, no wonderful. So you got an employer? You got a couple, one or two close friends, and you got, let's say, your parents, maybe grandparents if they're around. Siblings. Like, maybe siblings, but like 50-50. Depends probably like age range, you know, like, because I don't talk to my brother on the phone, right? So, and I barely talk to my sister. So it really just depends on if it's a conversation where you're like, is this going to translate well over text? But like, the only other people calling me is spam calls. Always spam calls and i'm like i don't answer the like and it's such a thing that like i i have to imagine that the younger the younger we you skew they're just never gonna answer right they're just not gonna have that many people they're gonna call it's like back in the day phone rings you're like oh i was just watching a, a I, here i was watching a hockey game at 7 30 at night and the phone rang who could that be what could be happening right now all yeah the, it was sudden, like exciting where now if someone calls you're like Fuck, who's calling me? Right, who's calling me at 8 o'clock at night? Just Why would text anyone me. do this? Yeah, what do, what do we have to talk about at 8 o'clock at night? Exactly, but that's the point. And that was the magic of the Jerky Boys, because everybody could relate at that point to somebody like calling you on the phone, because you're just stuck picking up the phone. I think there's only a few jobs even probably now. I mean, and they would always screw around. And I'm sure people probably still maybe try to now. Although I think this entire medium is gone with, what was it, Star 69 can call people back plus caller ID. You put those two things together and, like, it's kind of tough to spoof people. But, like, back in the day, we didn't have, like, let's say in the early 90s, you didn't have Star 69. Mm-mm. No, you just started 67 it first so that people couldn't Star 69. Yep, and then you also had uh, caller ID. I remember, like, the first phones I remember in my, my parents' house, my, our phone and my grandparents' house were just, like, phones that just had numbers on them. Shit, I remember somebody even had, I think my grandma had like a rotary phone. We did. When I was a kid, kid, we had one. Yeah. So (laughs) Which is crazy. Makes me sound like I'm 108 years old. But we did have an old rotary phone. But it was that change. So, I mean, the idea that, you know, just talking about the jerky boys, just the idea. I know. You really 
I was like, I forget why we're here, but why we're talking about Because it's just phones the idea that they would call. Like they... And calling. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, because I mentioned the Jerky Boys because we mentioned Adam Sandler. Yeah, because they call you at your place this of business. It's just the ADHD uh, network where we go on tangents. I mean, we're it's gonna, all good. We're gonna rein it in. We're gonna rein it into '90s music. We but don't have to. If you've listened to this many episodes <laughs> of us, you know that this is kind of what we do, right? We just kind of have a free flowing conversation. But when and if there's a Jerky Boys album that's released, I'm gonna go back and listen to it, and I'm gonna try to if I can find it, and I'm gonna try to see how bad uh, it it all holds up. But man. I did enjoy where they would call the pizza places and fuck around with them. But it does suck for the pizza place. And also, it would tie up the line. So that's even shittier. But I'm sure people still do that now. They still fuck around with that. I would not because I'm an adult. But (laughs) a lot of albums. We picked three albums to listen to this month. Which we usually pick, pick two or three albums to listen to. For no real reasons other than, you know, the names stood out. And, you know, one of them... I guess we had a little bit of like a connection with, but we picked um, Nirvana in Utero, mm-hmm. which is the last Nirvana album. Yeah, bummer. We picked bummer. Meat Loaf's Bad Out of Hell 2, Back Into Hell, and we also picked The Counting Crows. So you came out to go back in. Yeah. Well, we also picked The Counting Crows. August and everything after. Oh, which is like right now in September. It's true. Ding, ding, ding. Did they also sing Long December? Yeah. Hmm. They really end some months. Yeah. Let's jump into in, in utero. Let's just get right into the utero. It was their last album. Yes. Heart Shaped Box. I think I had this album. I think I got this before I got Nevermind. It's fair. I don't think I ever owned this album. I think the only album that I ever owned, actually owned, owned, was the Nirvana Unplugged from MTV. Yeah, that was a good one. That was really good. Well, yeah. it, had, it had, like, all, the, all their best songs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you like Unplugged? Do you, are you more acoustic or are you more... Because I feel like as I'm... I mean, I, I always was really more um, acoustic, but now I really feel like I'm really more acoustic. Now, I really like acoustic, and I really like the unplugged. Back then, it wasn't my favorite. I liked things to be a little bit heavier. It's fair. When I was, you know, an angsty teenager. Although, back then in 93, I wasn't even a teenager yet. I was 11. Um, so. We had Heart Shaped Box. Yeah. All Apologies and Rate Me. And Penny Royalty were the three singles that came mm-hmm. off this album. It was their final studio album, third album. How'd you feel when you listen to it now? I listened to it a lot um, when I was younger, so I liked listening. I mean, it was, like, nostalgic. I did... I remember when I was younger, this was my favorite Nirvana album, I think. If I want to be honest, I'd probably say, I don't know, a tie between that and Bleach. But this was probably my favorite one. Okay. And now, I think I like Nevermind better. Yeah, Absolutely. But back then I didn't. I was like, I like In Utero better. I maybe just wanted to be different. I really liked Heart Shaped Box. Um, Really liked Rate Me back then. Do you feel now, 30 years later, listening to the evolution of music, where things have gone, you know, and even listening to this album, do you feel that grunge music 
Do you feel like it aged well? Or do you feel like it aged poorly? How do you feel about it? Oh, um... And I don't think it aged poorly. I think it's just very much of that time. Like, you hear grunge music and you're like, 90s. West Coast. Like, it just had... You're thinking about flannels and boys with long hair and angsty teenagers and so it, it just has you know drugs it just has a very of that time right like so i, I mean know. the 80s was excess and it was all about you know and, and it's funny because you know to, to juxtapose them when we talk about next um meatloaf from the 70s into the 80s but it, it, it had that you know 80s music was you know these excessive wild live shows all these other things and grunge was just kind of like a fuck you to all that simpler chords louder screaming um i was introduced more to the 80s stuff first but also then kind of grunge simultaneously because it all kind of grew together because for kids of the 90s you definitely unless you didn't have it you probably watched cable and then you would have been exposed to mtv and that was the videos and things that were on mtv and vh1 you were going to get more of those than you were going to get let's say um you know Aerosmith videos, even though you got them, right? You got they were there. I mean, that was a bad. That, that was bad. That was bad. That was a bad. I was gonna say Van Halen example because, because, because I Van Hagar. No, no, saw Van, Van Halen. those Van Halen. Let, Van Halen. Okay. Van Halen. Say, say Van Halen. That reminds me of the Right Now video with the Crystal Pepsi. It's true, which you know, kind of everybody was like, it's a little bit, it's a little sketch. But when you think <laughs> about the the, you even think about Guns and Roses as that bridge. When you think about how they were pretty hard and stuff, but it's still like. This is so visceral. Like, when I hear this, even now, I can feel the emotion. Like, it's so emotive. It's so loud and so angry. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing I still take from grunge that I'm like, it's a mood. It's definitely a vibe. You can't put this on. I feel like... I feel like unless you're really, really... To me, you really have to be upset or, like, working out. Like, you're trying to get to a place mentally. Yeah, I can't even... I don't know. It's tough. I don't think I could really work out to grunge. I don't know. Um, well, I, I... Okay. Maybe, but... So, I think it's... I mean, you probably could. Probably run, I guess. I don't know. Maybe when I'm, like, working... When I'm painting, I could listen to grunge. I enjoyed listening to this album. I was like, oh, yeah, it's taking me back. But mm-hmm. I I know you said you liked Nirvana, but you weren't, like, you didn't own all their albums. You mm-hmm. really, I really liked them, and I had all their albums. So, like, this was something that brought me back to that time. I mean, I have, as you know, Foo Fighters uh, posters, Foo Fighters tattoo. Mm-hmm. Been to many shows. Love the Foo Fighters, which, obviously, Dave Grohl grew from here he was the drummer in nirvana you can hear some of that influence go all the way through all of the music that he plays now loud heavy banging music but again this just man this stuff is haunting it is what it is when i hear it is haunting it's it's like you know a lot of this stuff just reminds me of it it just reminds me of like the bad thoughts in the back of your head Sometimes, yeah, you know, and just like screaming and yelling and like doing all of that. So, you know, it's just like when you hear that grunge music, it just sounds just like those thoughts, just, you know, whatever bad ideas, thoughts, I, you know, anything. It's just, I think that's why I liked it so much because that's why we all liked it. I think, right? Like being a kid is hard and being a teenager, you think all this crazy shit and 
I don't know, at least I did. And it just makes you realize that it's not weird to have dark thoughts. It doesn't make you, like, you're not, oh, great. <laughs> did you just edit our combined note? Yeah, to literally write, <laughs> write to edit out all this so you can go in and change all this as you go. That is really funny. Yeah, so um, <laughs> we have a crying dog outside the door and it's... Yeah, so we had to kind of deal with that. And, and of course, we were Everything's talking about, insane. And we were talking about the voices in the back of your head and you hear a crying dog. You're like, okay, I mean, again, it all... But yeah, like, I don't know. I, I liked that it was dark. That's why I liked it's, Tool so much. It's, it, 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 when I think of, it's actually a perfect, it's like these couple albums that we listen to are kind of perfect because when I think of Nirvana, you know, like when I, when I hear like Meatloaf, right, which we'll get into a little bit more in a second, but that, that puts me in a certain place. And really when I hear the counting girls, especially now circling back, um, it really, I, I think that ages so well, cause I think it really hits a certain, um, biographical thing but and I'll tell you what I mean by that later but when we're talking about Nirvana it just it hits an emotion like Nirvana hits an emotion mm-hmm. when I hear them and and I think I would dare say especially because of what happened with Kurt, Kurt Cobain I would dare say that they are like the best grunge like I feel like they stand out the most because maybe they didn't have any sort of longer career longevity and flame out it just kind of ended it's hard. It's hard to say anyone is the best because I mean, I don't know. I would have personally, I would have a hard time choosing between Nirvana and Pearl Jam, right? Like, cause Pearl Jam is just so musically brilliant, and like they have so many albums and they have iconic songs. Like, how do you? Uh, I don't know. It's hard, and, and I'm sure other people are out there screaming about Alice in Chains or you know. But again, I, like when when I say best, what I mean is that. <clears throat> If you're going to do a top 10 list, that's one thing. But when you talk about, you know, sometimes you talk about, like when you say grunge, the first thing that comes to my mind is not Pearl Jam. So when you immediately said Pearl Jam, I was like, because that's an evolution. No, but it's an evolution. Like grunge, because, Nirvana. Because Nirvana stopped, stopped in 94, 93. This was their last album. Exactly. So it's stuck in, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like it's just like, it just gets, it's like, but when it, you say hip hop, like if you say hip hop to me, to me, I'm not a hip hop aficionado. I'm like Tupac and Biggie. And again, it's because of where it stopped and where it was going. And other people will definitely say, a hundred other people, you could say Jay-Z, Eminem, all this stuff. But you just think about it and go, oh, when I say, when I say hip hop and then I say Biggie or I say, it just takes you right to a place. Yeah. And right to a time. When you say Nirvana, it takes me right to a place and right to a time because that's what it was. Now, everybody's going to pick it up. I mean, we see kids all the time now wearing, you know wearing Nirvana shirts like no. which would just be completely like against everything that Kurt Cobain was kind of standing for because he hated that and if you know you know and if you don't you don't and it's just that whole idea of like man living in this time and hearing that music and the first time you heard it you're like man this gets me right now how I don't feel seen that's what that music just felt like it's just like look at me right like see me and I'm angry, <laughs> you know, like see me and I'm mad. Yeah. And it's just that voice in the back of your head. I mean, that's, that's what this old music always played, always played like to me, especially, you know, even the song, like, even like rate me and all apologies and oh, man, so good. Like when I hear it, I ha- if I'm in the right mood, it just hits everything, mm-hmm. but it's just not something that when it comes up on my playlist, I'm like, yeah, I really just want to jam out. 
albums. And I'm really trying more, especially with this podcast, which I think is one of the better things. I'm enjoying going back and rewatching some of these movies, but a lot of these movies that we pick, a little hit or miss. Like there are other movies where we've never seen it and, and it's like, this is fun, you know, for one or both of us, or it's just a movie that's like a classic. <laughs> one or both. Well, or it's like a classic or, you know, we're getting, uh, you know, we're getting whatever. I can't remember the movie we watched last month because I felt it was bad. The Thing Called Love. The Thing Called Love. Like, I felt it was so bad. I'm like, that just went in and out. I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> and we're trying to kind of watch it and analyze it for what it was. Like, when you hear some of these albums, I'm really just enjoying listening to an album again because it's just something that I don't do on the regular at all. <laughs> Yeah, I and agree. there aren't a ton of albums that are really released by a lot of artists that I still follow that I'm listening to. So it's really cool to hear the whole vision. Yeah. The whole idea. I agree. Having said that, anything else you want to say about Nirvana before I get into the album? There's so Meatloaf. much to say about Nirvana, but no, let's keep it moving. Okay. Meatloaf. <laughs> Bad Out of Hell Part 2. What was your first time that you heard I Would Do Anything for Love? I have no idea. I mean, that song Uncle's was... Wedding. I heard it on Uncle's Wedding. Oh, okay. This you is actually a song. know? This is a wedding song. I remember it. It was everywhere. You couldn't escape that song. And I would do... It's such... It was such an overplayed, like, wedding song or, like, an anniversary... Like, it would be, like, a 50th wedding anniversary song they played this song. It was just so out there in, like... Oh, my God. I just... It's just one of those things from the 90s that just stuck. I thought that it was old when I heard it as a kid. I had no idea that it came out in 93 because it sounds like it came out from the 1970s, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Jen. Well, this I remember kind of coming out. The fact that, like, Paradise by the Dashboard Light came out as late as that did. I think that was, what, like, 88 or something? That I heard at weddings, too. Which is why I'm saying that. That, I felt like, was from 1972. Yeah. I think I've always mentioned that. So, like, for our senior prom, we all voted on what we wanted the prom song to be, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that people wanted Paradise by the Dashboard Light, and they wouldn't let us have it. <laughs> Which is your, f- like, when you think I about it. I mean, I guess not, because I guess it is about, like. Is Smushing in a car. But is that what Paradise it's about? Paradise by the Dead. No, no, no. But is that what it's actually about? Like, think about that song for a no, second. No, it has a deeper meaning, but that's an element to it. And these are teenagers that are like, yeah, let's listen to the song about fucking in a car. Right. You know? But then like, what happens at the end of the song? They, they're they like stuck with each other. Right? Yes, yeah, they hate yeah, their yeah. lives. Yeah. They're like, I absolutely hate my life. And right. so it's like, it's kind of does have like a just a straight up meaning. Because I was going to be like, I remember... You know, the idea of that song, it was a fun song. It was like a fun duet song that they would do. But, um, man, I just have to say, I Would Do Anything For Love is everywhere. And I remember hearing it, especially around this time. And you explained, you said to me you have a theory or you know or you looked up what exactly he won't do. What won't he do? What do you think he won't do? Okay, so I'll tell you, I had a theory my theory was wrong, but I have an answer. Which I is have, vague, but also an answer. I still have no fucking idea. And okay. I didn't look it up because I, I knew you said you were going to look it up. I have no idea. <laughs> but also, like, did this drive you crazy when you were younger? Like, wh- what is that? Like, why won't he just tell it? Like, it used to drive me fucking crazy. And not that I really liked the song or cared, but 
just the idea that you're singing about something and you it's like I know something you don't know it, it drove me crazy I really wanted to know and I don't think I'm alone I think a lot of people wanted to know what the that was I, I think so but I also think it was just so like again to go back to Paradise <laughs> by the Dashboard Light he's and some of the other songs that he sings he's so he creates such a picture and the picture he creates and the story that he tells you're there in the car in the location you're you're with meatloaf so i'm with him as he's singing but the fact that his name is meatloaf though always made it really hard for me to take him seriously but like when you looked at him (coughs) he was meatloaf and you're like that's awesome I love meatloaf. I don't know. No, you can. I'm not. I'm not mad at you for loving meatloaf. I don't dislike meatloaf. Um, I just. It's hard sometimes to separate my younger self from this stuff. And at the time, I was like, "What is but, this but, guy?" But that's the good part. Like we listen to this whole album as you're listening to it. You're like, "Am I listening to a rock opera?" I'm like, "I don't know. Am I listening to a rock opera? It's pretty sweet." He was in Rocky Horror Picture Show, so I'm like, "Maybe it was." I'm a like, "We're rock listening opera. to like a rock opera." Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed. It. I enjoyed the album, but like, good. tell me. Okay. I thought that I would do anything for love, but I won't do that was like, he loves someone. This is what I thought. Okay. That he loves someone outside of his relationship or marriage. So he would do anything for the love of, but he won't cheat on his partner with this person. So he wouldn't actually go. That's what I thought it meant. So in your mind, you're thinking... Which is crazy because that's thinking, not that's that's not what it is. So, so I'm really looking very. So in far your mind, this. you're like, okay, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. He hooks up on the prom night. Mm-hmm. He's in a loveless marriage, I but guess he's so. committed. Maybe that's why. But I he's committed. That. Now he loves. He fell in love. Tammy Lynn, who lives down the street, and he'll do anything for her, but he won't sleep with her. He won't cheat won't on do his it. wife. He won't cheat on his wife. I think that that's fair. Hmm. Fair assessment. But the thing is, I never listened to the lyrics. So Mm. I just listened to the chorus. Now, here's Meatloaf's answer as to what the that is. Before the line in the chorus. Before the chorus is a line. And it's different for each time the chorus is played. Okay. So it's not just one thing. So he'll say, but I'll never forget... The way you feel right now. Oh, no, no way. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. So I'll never forget the way you feel right now. Right? And then he says, I'll never forgive myself if we don't go all the way. Okay? Um, So that. So, like, it's just before the chorus, he says something. And then that's the thing he won't do. And he says a lot of things because it's a seven plus minute long song. Oh, so each time. Yeah. So, so it's actually not a big specific thing that he won't do. It's just the song. So it's actually, when we listen to it casually without knowing what he was trying to do artistically, we're listening to it wrong. We weren't listening to the real, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're listening to it like, uh-huh. well, what won't you do? And he's like, I so just you know what? said I'll actually, it. I'll find the lyrics so we can know all the things he he's won't like, do. He's like, I just, I just fucking said what I won't do. Like, I won't forgive myself <laughs> for not sleeping with you. Yeah. Like I, I, like, I just fucking said it. Like, yeah. That's you're what, not paying attention. I just that's, said it. And that's basically his answer. And people ask him all the time and he's just like, mm. I just fucking told you. I literally said it to, I said it. I said the 20 things I won't do. Cause see, I always was like. Like you said, like, what? what is he holding on to? And he's like, no, nah, you guys are idiots. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Oh, man. Oh, 
Now I gotta go listen to it again? Now my iPad froze as I'm trying to get this. I gotta listen to it again now. I know. Well, you, you don't have to. We, we, can, we can write down what some of those things are and talk about them for our next Okay, episode. here we go, here we go. Um... Oh my god. He, I'll never do it better than I do it with you. Okay. 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 I'll never stop dreaming of you. Okay. Okay. All right. Wait, 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 wait. I'll never stop dreaming of you. I won't do that. I'll do anything for love, but I won't stop dreaming of you. I'll do... Wait, okay, wait, wait, wait. It's but, confusing. But, 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 that, yeah, that's very confusing. So... I'll never stop cheating. So maybe you're right, though. Maybe he's talking about somebody. He's like cheat, like cheating on his wife. Like maybe, but he is sleeping with her because there was that one we found, right? Where I'll never stop dreaming about you. I'll do anything for love, but I won't stop dreaming about you. Like okay, isn't that love? Okay, yeah. so I I'm not gonna actually read them all because I have to deep dive the song. But that's that's the answer you've been looking for. <coughs> Those are the droids I've been looking for. Okay, that's fair. Uh, let me ask you a question. Did um did Chris Farley ever? Like spoof meatloaf on SNL. You had to have. Because I always think of meatloaf reminds me of Chris Farley, and I think it's because I. I I don't think there's any way. Chris, I'm googling this too. I've already. You you've already done it. I'm just waiting for the internet. To come Let's out. see whose yes. internet goes. Yes. Okay, thank Chris God. Farley is meatloaf. Because then I'm like, man, that's really mean. So like, I think any like chubby white guy is the same guy. Then I felt really bad about myself for thinking that, but it's not. It's because he did, actually. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Um, Phil Hartman was Frank Sinatra and had various singers come in for a quick duet. Farley came in as Meatloaf. Yeah, he definitely did. See? Yeah, I was like, I remember that. Yeah. So you liked I didn't know going it. back into hell for the second time. I didn't know. I mean, we came Good. out of hell. I mean, or back to hell. I mean, I didn't yeah, hate it. Can't I didn't hate it. I really, really, it's, again, the way that music... so feels like a different era, though. That's the oh, one. Yeah, it feels right? like the 70s, 100%. And, yeah. and it feels like a you know very specific time. But the way that music... it's so, I really do, and of all the ones that we do, and I didn't think this was going to be the case, but I knew that it was important to go through the music because that's something that maybe people can connect to and people could want to listen to. But I really didn't understand how important it would be for me until we started to do it. Because I'm like, man, I really just enjoy listening to an album and stopping. Because again, I mean, we're doing a podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts. That's what most of the things that I listen to is podcasts. And when I listen to music, I only find new music sporadically. And I don't find entire albums. And I don't find entire vibes, entire things. I don't. And when I do, I really enjoy listening to all of them. Because I really like to listen to, especially if there's a story that somebody's trying to tell. Right and really listen to it on an album, and this was just a story. Like, it was a story. This like, was a story of this guy's life, like things that he dealt with in his life. Right, talking about his friend that died. Oh and yeah, the object. Yeah, yeah. I that mean, song was tough. Yeah, but it another was moving, vivid. I was twelve there. minute long song. I was in the car. I was in the car with him. Right, we you were, were in the car with him. He put me there, and I'm yeah. like, this is like, I, it doesn't, you know. And I know that it's simple. The the only thing I know that's different than me and him in that car is that I have a cell phone when I go in a car. Otherwise, it's just you're in a car. Also, like, it's such a clever, like, object in the rearview mirror. Like, I don't know. It's, it was a good song. It's very poetic, you know? It was you know very, yeah, saying? a lot of it was. It was really, it was a really yeah. good, 
you know, really good songs, really good singer. I'm not going to say this is my, this is my thing. I'm not going to say that I'm going to listen to this album again or that I loved it. But I recognize that it is talent mm-hmm. and I was entertained. Yeah. Which I think is all I can give you with something like a meatloaf album. Look, would I buy this album? No, no. Would I buy Nirvana's In Utero? Probably not. I would buy this song, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Yeah, but that's not on this album. I, I know. Like, and, and, I, and I think that's that's part of all this. Because then, you know, as strange as it's going to sound, you know, strange segue, would I buy the Counting Crows album? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you think to yourself and go, Nirvana, Counting Crows, like Milo, you know. I would buy the Counting Crows album. August and everything after. We listen to this album. And it's funny because you were like, eh, I don't really like Counting Crows. I was like, I don't really like Counting Crows. And then I listened to this album and just the way that some of these songs really hit and how silent they were. It sounded, it it reminded me a lot, or not reminded me a lot, but, you know, I'd I'd have to do a little bit more research. But Ben Folds, Five, Vibes, and I'm sure they came from that. You know, it's one of those weird things where you just kind of hear that almost like like a... Because on the album that we had available... There also were acoustic tracks that were there and live tracks that were there and just hearing it. I mean, I've heard Mr. Jones a million times, right? Yeah, and I think that's the thing is you're like, oh, I know the the couple singles off that album. And but I've like, heard Long December a million times. But that's not on this. Doesn't matter. Those are the that's what I associate with Counting Crows. Round here, I mean, that's a pretty popular song too. Round here, but a that's lot a of good them, song. I just it just I like it so much. I think the thing is that when you're exposed to this stuff. And at least with me, like I remember being exposed to Counting Crows more like in college. And then it would be, again, we've talked and joked and laughed a million times about Napster and LimeWire and BearShare. You get it on a CD and you're like, okay, I got Long December and I also got, you know, Mr. Jones or I got Round. You might have a couple songs. You don't have the full album and you don't have that experience. So to me, it sounded like a lot of these things were the same. And again, same person being the singer you know maybe similar compositions but when you listen to it all together it sounds like it's all one thing like listening to this whole album sounded like it was all one experience like i was with him in the experience and i could understand and be transported to that area i mean we talked about it. i asked you what your favorite song was from that album what was your favorite song uh probably sullivan street but i like so many of them i and like I, anna begins and I, but i said to you hey sullivan street i really love that song that's a really good song i listen to it now i'm like it's a really good song like i'm listening to it I'm like, i also I really, really like round here round here is really good too they're all good they the all make me so sad in such mm-hmm. like a good way I, I don't know it makes me so this album like his lyrics and just the music makes me feel so nostalgic and like i just want to go home you know what I mean? It just makes me his, miss home. His, this, the lyrics from here make me tap into a sadness of my youth, of mm-hmm. my 20s. That is a place that I can draw, or I think people can draw off. This is the kind of thing that they like, that you can draw like inspiration, but also feel like melancholy in a way that is just, I really enjoyed this. I'm like, man, yeah. I could just feel like, the emotion and feel, again, you know, I hate to just keep saying it, but like you, just, you feel the vibes. Like you feel like to go to the top. Nirvana was, is the voice in the back of my head that's yelling. This is just the memories where you're like, you know, you could just feel like, feel I'm with him going down towards Sullivan Street. Like I'm there I'm on the walk. Mr. Jones and me are drinking together at the bar, right? Like you feel yeah. it. 
you feel everything that's there and you feel the experience. He's just such a good singer too. Like yeah. he's got like a real soulful voice. Like you just, mm-hmm. you feel like he is emoting everything he's singing. You know, it's just, it's like emo without being emo. You know what I mean? Like there's like an, an emo quality to it, mm-hmm. but without it being like emo music. Which when I was, and again, when we were younger and, and as we'll keep talking about this stuff and we're going to get into more, you know, I didn't listen to a ton of hip hop because I didn't buy it. I didn't have it. I wasn't really exposed to it. And I'm going to try to more uh, as we continue to go forward here. But it's like all these other types of music were trying to tell a specific story in a specific way. Grunge is trying to tell the specific rebellious story. That's the story that I latched onto. That's the bands that I liked. I liked Pearl Jam. I liked Bush. I liked, um, you know, I did like the Foo Fighters who came from that. I liked Soundgarden. These are the bands that I liked. These, mm-hmm. This is the sound that I like. This is the sound. But then you. Could, but it's the fun I, thing about going stuff. back is you get to really connect to things that you didn't really like because as when you were a kid you just put yourself in a stupid box and I like this like I was like I like punk. But there's so many things out there that I like that I did that was too stupid as a kid to be like, let me just give everything a chance. It's that. And it's just that you can really appreciate the older you get and the more away from some of the stuff, the art of it all. And just see that it's just art. It's timeless art that you can experience. And you can now, I can now say, even when I heard these songs at 18, 19, 20, they didn't mean much to me. They mean something to me now at my age. I could hear them and they yeah, mean something. I agree. Even, even you know, we were in the car today and it's a completely different song and probably one of the greatest songs of maybe of all time, like people might say. Just listening to Tiny Dancer again by Elton John in, in the car. Came on on the radio. Just on the radio station. Because I had, I try to put the radio on now more um, than I have in the past just because I want to hear other, just hear whatever. Here's what's coming up. Mm-hmm. And just hearing it and I was like, man. He's just telling, this is telling a story of someone and you're just there and you could hear the story and you could hear them telling it. And it's like, it's just such a, such a, an amazing, when, when something really works, it doesn't matter when you hear it, it always works, you know? And that, that's what, that's what this album was. Not comparing it to Elton John, just comparing it to the idea that it took you to a place. Yeah. That would be a, a fun, com- a funny comparison, but yeah, no, I am. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I mean, this album, I'm reading the reviews now, like. It got basically a B. Entertainment Weekly gave it a D. Sure. I mean, fuck them, huh? Rolling Stone gave it four out of five stars. Um, but what are they rating it on? Vi- rating- the Village Voice gave it a B minus. I mean, this is I, it's probably my top 20 albums. I love... And I didn't like it when it came out. I think like I started listening to it maybe when I was 19 or 20. And I was like, oh, this is really good. And I don't know. But uh, but what? But I'm really mad we didn't. They were here. They were like in our town like a year ago, and we didn't go see them because I think we had visitors or something. And I'm pretty like bummed because I, th- I think we should have. They come around. We'll go see them. But I was gonna say, you know, when you think about these ratings and things, which I find fascinating, especially sometimes with the movies and stuff too, I find it fascinating because none of it really matters. It matters that if you guys are listening to this and you decide to listen to this album. Tell us, enjoy it or don't. But how do you feel about it now? Because it's thirty years later. It's in a time capsule. It's it's available on Spotify. You can go listen to it. That's you know what we listen to it on. I'm sure it's on Apple Music. It's wherever. It's very easily accessible. When someone's rating something and they're telling you whether or not you know when they, someone's given something a grade, 
I like to think about it now when, especially, you know, any of the stuff that I consume is here's a product that people made right now. This is how it stands up right now. And this is how we feel, you know, take it or leave it. If you should spend your money on it right now, you can listen to this for free. Yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. Or close to free and really experience it and say, man, like I didn't miss anything because I'm listening to it and experiencing it now. So I didn't miss anything. You didn't miss anything. We're hearing it as the people we are now. Also, where do you think, where are the Counting Crows from? Can I say, is it a Northeast city? Just, just say where you think they're from. Like Massachusetts. Somewhere okay. in Massachusetts. I thought they were from Nebraska because of the song Omaha. I just, my whole life have been like, they're from Nebraska. That's their hometown. That's why they're from um, San Francisco. Hmm. Okay. I really like, gun to my head. Well, I don't know. Nebraska. Obviously, they're from Omaha. Right there in middle America. Yeah, I mean, I thought they were It's in the heart that matters most, you know? But I would have been wrong and I would have gotten shot. <laughs> I mean, I so I'm glad that didn't happen. I don't know if it exactly works that way. Anything else you want to add? Ooh, to the, the original band name was One for Sorrow. Yeah, I don't like that. Well, like, like I never knew that the Google Dolls were from like Buffalo until I met all these mm. people from Buffalo that are like the Google Dolls are from Buffalo. I like, didn't okay. know that until you told me. Yeah, and I knew because all the people from, that I know from Buffalo. I think we've said it all. We've said enough. Should we play some trivia? Yeah, probably. Ah. So, October, we're going to start mm-hmm. the Trivial Pursuit game. Correct. That I bought off Electronic Bay. Electronic Bay, because we were doing a renovation in this room, and then we'll have a little space over there to do it. Yeah. So I just wanted to throw that out there, that we didn't forget. We've been, um, we've been summering on top of doing a lot of other unexpected things that... I've been hanging with Mr. Jones. I don't know what the fuck you're talking yeah. about. Jen? Cards? Let's let's. All right, because we're running out of cards here, so we really do need to. Uh... Hold on, me just close this so you don't think I'm cheating. Close this little iPad. I don't think I. I've watched you Google things. You just take six hundred years. You probably go to Google. You just don't type it in the search bar. What? I always type it in the search bar. <coughs> My iPad's a, a an iPad too. Homegirl is slow. It's true. What high powered water blaster created in nineteen ninety? Super soaker. Correct. What was the rest of the question? <laughs> I hate when you do that. Was so. a top selling toy during the nineteen ninety two holiday season. Who starred as a blind, retired army officer who gives advice and shouts hua in nineteen ninety three's scent of a woman? Okay. Let me talk through this. The person says <laughs> I don't think that was Jack Nicholas. I think he was in A Few Good Men. You can't handle the truth. I don't think it was Bill Murray. He was in Ghostbusters. Was it Al Pacino? It was. What pro wrestler? Nicknamed The Body was elected governor of Minnesota as a Reform Party candidate in 1998. Jesse Venture. Correct. 
What TV series portrayed the professional and personal life of accident-prone Tim, the toolman, Taylor? So if I had a residence... (laughs) (coughs) Oh, no. ...that I needed to make better. (laughs) That doesn't sound like a good name for a show. And this old house, I I don't know. That sounds like something. Maybe um, if I had a home that would need improvement? <laughs> um, how many People's Choice Awards did they get in its in their eight seasons? This is not a question. I'm just, okay. it, it told People's me so I'm asking. Choice, yeah. 26. And 12. Okay. What species of owl declared threatened in 1990 by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service? Became a symbol of wildlife preservation. Wasn't it the white one? Like a snow owl? Arctic snow owl friend? Hoo-hoo. Northern spotted. That's what I said. Owl. You know what? It's fair. Look it up and see if it's a white. I don't care. <laughs> a white one. I don't care. I'll give it to you. Don't, because I got it wrong. Um, what anti-communist leader became Russia's first popular, first popularly elected president in 1991 after the breakup of the Soviet Union? Is it Gorbachev? It's Boris. Yeltsin. It's the Yeltsin. Right? Yeah, it's Boris Yeltsin. Yeah. Uh, All right, so 2 2. And we're not playing for anything right now, anyway. So, guys, as always, it's a pleasure. (laughs) Like, follow, subscribe. Becky left the chat at gmail.com for all your questions. All your your inquiries. (laughs) At BLC underscore mixtapes on the Xbox. On On the Xbox and the Instagram. Which, oh my gosh, we're going to start. Okay? Listen. We're going to start and we're going to put out that Saved by the Bell episode. It's all happening. Jen. We're really trying. you got to let the people simmer on it. We're still cooking that Saved by the Bell episode. Don't let them worry. <laughs> we took a time out. We're still doing it. We took a time out. We will be back next week to discuss. We're going a little out of order because we have a uh, TV. Um, we want to make sure that we, we have our TV mapped out. Correctly. So we'll be doing some potpourri next week. Be there, enjoy this episode, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.